Welcome to the Adventure Mechanics. I'm Chandler. I'm Devin. I'm Tom. And today we'll be talking about one of the older games that uh, we played in high school called Or No Ryomi 2. What the game is, it's it's basically a... Uh, how do you describe this game? It's really strange. It's a rush game, I guess, in the regard that like you're, you're the whole mechanic of the game is that you're like trying desperately to keep up with like far too many tasks, um, and and plan out your time really carefully in running a restaurant. So you're you're making food and pouring beers and trying to take care of customers and dispose of the trash and keep the place from burning down and catching burglars and all sorts of stuff and it's all happening kind of all at the same time and you're desperately trying to do these really intentionally clunky controls which makes it really hard um and so the i think the plot what makes the mechanic fun is that you're like there's almost no way to do it all at once and actually keep up um yeah it's definitely like uh if you've ever played uh, WarioWare, except for the entire game just doesn't stop. It's a day's worth of WarioWare. Like, <laughs> all those mini games, you're just like, I gotta do this real quick. I think I know what I'm doing, and it's done. Okay, on to the next one. Oh no, that pile of things to do is getting really big. Oh god. <laughs> and it it kind of almost in a in a way, this is a little bit of a stretch, but it sort of reminds me of like Surgeon Simulator, where like the whole point of that game is that the controls are just really clunky. And so you feel really awkward, like you don't know what you're doing, and you're kind of like, it's it's hard, like too hard. Orno Romi has some, uh, some of that going on, where basically every single thing, like every part of every dish is like a different, separate button on your keyboard. And they're not traditional buttons, so you're you're hunting all over the keyboard the entire time trying to figure out which buttons you need to do for each task. And you can practice and you can get better at it, but it's a lot. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, Orno Ryomi 2 got me into typing properly with knowing where to put my fingers on the home row as fast as physically possible so I could do the tasks faster. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> it's not a good thing, but that's how it happened. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. I definitely did just take on like this and is completely deranged, insane hand placement so that I can hit, you know, the disposal and uh, hit four on the numpad for beer pouring and like all sorts <laughs> of stuff just so I can keep up. Yeah. Um, for those that don't know, this was a game built on the Game Maker engine. Yes, that Game Maker engine is from way, way back. And it was a sequel to a game that was inspired by another game. Confusing, I know. Why don't we go into the history of this game? Orno Ryomi and its sequel that we're actually talking about, Orno Ryomi 2, uh, were inspired by a game called Orno Ryori, which is my cooking in Japanese. And it was actually a game released in 1999 as a demo that the developers for Orno Ryomi played, the developers being Vertigo Games or Vertigo Gaming, depending on when they were making games at the time. But they were so fascinated by it that they wanted to make a full game out of it. 
and after playing on this demo disc, looked around and didn't see anything like it. But yeah, so they looked around, tried to figure out what games were like this, couldn't find anything, and then they kind of just made it themselves using, for the first game, artwork from Orno Riori, and then for the second game, kind of making their own artwork, but still using other art and music assets from other IPs at the time as well. So this game was never actually sold for that reason, because, you know, using other people's IP is a big no-no, at least when you're trying to sell a game. And they wanted to make money off of it, so they ended up doing an Orno Riori, Orno Riomi, sorry, 3, which eventually got scrapped and turned into the Cook Serve Delicious series, which has Cook Serve Delicious 1, 2, 3, and coming sometime in 2023, probably Cook Serve Delicious Forever. So this is a long-lived game, and this is just kind of the super cliff notes of it, but that's the initial history of this game. And Chandler and I's history kind of began in high school. What, probably what, 2005 is when we started playing this game? Uh, 2004, 2005, something like that. Yeah, so I wasn't even aware that they had branched off and gone from Orno Ryomi to anything until much later, and I saw a game that was kind of similar and thought, oh, that's, that's kind of fun. That reminds me of uh, Orno Ryomi. And so I think I sent you a link to it and was like, you know, check this out. This kind of brings back some memories. And I think you were the one that was like, yeah, that's the same developer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, so. I've been keeping an eye on Vertigo games for quite some time just because I loved Orno Ryomi so much. Um, it was released in 2004, by the way. Um, I don't think I said that out loud for Orno Ryomi 2 released in 2004. One of the things about the game is you can kind of tailor it to the difficulty level that you want with how many items you put onto your menu. Because every menu item ends up being a mini game like a Warrior WarioWare mini game. I'll be referencing that a lot as a side note. Because <laughs> it feels exactly as frantic. Exactly yeah. as frantic. So you can kind of adjust the difficulty to your taste. And it's not saying this chaos is going to be manageable, but you can at least have some illusion of control of how much chaos you can tolerate. Yeah. <laughs> I try to play on the simpler side, because even on the simple side, it's pretty overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. In a good way. It's a weird thing. Devin, I think you... What, what did you say about that? About which? Oh, uh, oh the, the the stress, but it's good stress. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, thank you for reminding me that. Yeah, we, we chatted a little bit before we started recording. Uh, <laughs> and I, I, I had something to say about that. Where My history with this game is uh, basically very recently when Chandler and Tom were like, hey, we should talk about this for the podcast. Uh, and then I played it because I had no idea uh, about it at all. Oh, uh, so, we're sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, and it was just sort of like, so I you know learned the history and everything. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Well, I'll try this out. You know, this, this relic of a bygone era. Uh, and uh, it was interesting because I have very 
bad coordination. It doesn't even matter what the game is. My coordination real bad. So I was like, oh my god, this is so stressful. Oh my god, there's so much going on. Uh, and then, of course, doing the rookie mistakes of like hamburgers and salads, <laughs> which take a lot of key presses uh, and a lot mm-hmm. of coordination, uh, which did not work well. But uh, <laughs> my thought on it was sort of like, you know, like this is stressful, but there's there's somewhere in like, you know, the graph or like, you know, the, the, the matrix of data for stress that like this kind of stress, it's like, I feel stressful. It's like, oh my God, I want to succeed and I want to do well. And what the hell? Why can't I hit the button correctly where the beer pour is correct? Uh, <laughs> but at the same time, it's kind of like fun. Uh, it's like a fun stress. And I think that the way that the game is put together has a lot to do with that. Like, you know, with like the kind of the goofy graphics, you know, the the MS Paint. Oh, the graphics are like... And, horrendous in the best way. Oh yeah, in the, in the best way. And then of course, you know, the music choices that are used and all the music comes out of, uh, you know, other properties. Uh, but the uh, the Rush Hour music, particularly, which comes from Chicken Run, an animated movie from a long time ago, you know, it, it's like, it's fun and exciting and kind of like triumphant music. And like, it's not stressful music, right? Where like, you could easily put in music there that makes you feel stressed. And it makes you feel awful for doing such a bad job. But the music choice is something that's like more upbeat and it's, it's frantic. You know, there's, there's a a hurry to it. Like you want to rush, like, you you know, with all the people coming in, like asking for their beer and their burgers and their salads and their pizza and whatnot. But it feels better than like, you know, oh my God, I feel so stressed and I just want to put this game away and never look at it again. It's sort of like, "Ah, I will conquer it this time. (laughs) I did a really bad job and everyone's really mad at me and I don't have any money. Oh, whoops. Uh, but but you feel kind of fun about it. You kind of look forward to the rush hour. I mean, I do anyway because the music's oh, yeah. so fun. Oh, you totally. Know, it's it's like ah, you know, I have things to do, and it's like a lot to do. But the music is fun. Like it makes it fun. It's dread and excitement at the same time. It's like oh man, things are gonna get really frantic, and that's when the most fun is had because you're just like ah, I can't do it all. Yeah. And and yet yep. at the same time, like I don't know. It's. You're, it's it's the right amount of time too. The the rush hour is like just long enough where you're like you're frazzled, but you're not like mm-hmm. I want this to end. Like the time it ends, you're like, yeah. whew, okay, that was fun. I'm good. Yeah. I'm back into my normal routine. We're good. Mm. <laughs> and, and it feels good too. Like when you happen to like make a few, like you know, when you're in that rush zone, uh, and you you happen to do a few things like correctly, and it's like ah, oh, perfect, perfect, perfect. You know, you're like, yeah, I did it. Oh no, I failed that one. Ah oh, shit. Oh well. <laughs> Yeah, there's a very quick reset on everything because it's all mini games, yeah. and it yeah. kind of feels like a workout where like you have the peaks that you work really hard, like super hard, try harding for like thirty seconds, and then you kind of go down in the amount of intensity that you put into your workout, and then it happens again later in the workout where you're doing that thirty seconds of hard, 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 and then you take a little bit of a down intensity. Yeah. It's, at least that's how I feel when yeah. playing it. Of course, yeah. this game also gives me uh, jitters if I play too much. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I imagine it's not something you want to like, you know, play for big long stints. But, but to your no. workout uh, example, that's also true with like, you know, the music works there too when you're doing your workout and you're like, oh, I'm so tired, I'm ready to be done, and then like your song comes on and you're like, yeah, all right. <laughs> Let's do this. Three more minutes. Right. Let's do it. We're just going to go all out for three minutes and then I can be done. Yeah. Very, very similar. Very, very similar vibe. Yeah. And honestly, I think the music direction in this game, although using other IP for their base, actually was really well put together. Like mm-hmm. starting it off with the uh, Mambo from, uh, what was it? Uh, oh, the, I, I see it. Um, 
where the, the green things with Freddy, uh, with Eddie Murphy. The green. Oh, jo- the, the flubber, flubber. flubber remake. Oh yeah, yeah. Flubber remake. Yeah. Yeah, it starts with the flubber music, like the flubber mambo to get into the game, and since this is an old game, the sound balancing isn't great, and no. it will play. <laughs> it is not really good. loud. Your first time. No settings to change it. Yeah. So you just get blasted with the mambo, and it's like, <laughs> oh, this is the type of game we're playing. <laughs> and I have zero regrets about installing this every time. <laughs> oh yeah, it takes up no space on my hard drive, so I'm just I'm convinced that it's going to be on my computer for the rest of time. Because why not? Yeah. <laughs> why not? <laughs> Sometimes you just have to have your ears blasted out. It's great. <laughs> and it it is it's weird i didn't expect to enjoy it there are so many games that i have played from like the past especially that time period of my life where i'm like oh man that was such a good game and then i go back and i play it and i'm like what was i thinking (laughs) this isn't one of them this is one of those where you load it up and you're like oh this is going to be a disaster because the graphics are so bad and the music is super badly balanced and like all these things that are like pointing you in the direction of like no no you should have left this one in the past man and then you start playing it and you're like Huh. I'm having a blast. <laughs> I'm having so much fun. So yeah, it totally holds up. Definitely go play it. Mm-hmm. It also costs yeah. nothing. <laughs> yeah, well, they can't sell it for right. obvious yeah. reasons too, but the, like absolutely but it, it costs play it. nothing. I'm just saying it's worth yeah. every penny. <laughs> You're so <Yeah>. kind. <laughs> <laughs> uh and on the note of the the graphics, I do have to say, like the one thing that just it gives me conniptions is you know you see the restaurant and there's the doors and then there's the windows and then there's kanji signs uh next to the door and the kanji read nihongo which is japanese like the japanese language like it just says japanese language like right, <laughs> and it just gives me conniptions every time i look at it it's just I I, like why why i think it's <laughs> why so does it perfect say that? i mean the fact it's... that this this game was made in the early 2000s and, like, that is the time when everyone is getting just random Japanese kanji, like, tattooed on their arms. Like, I feel like it's perfect, though. Like, yeah, no, I think it's perfectly placed. And it's yeah. one of those things that I wonder. I was like, you know, is that is random or, or, or is it intentional? Yeah. Like, did the developer know? Did, did they put that in there on purpose? Uh, just to know, knowing that people who could read it would just be like, Okay. Why? <laughs> For what reason? I, I, my head canon is that they did know what they were doing. I don't know that that's actually yeah. true, but like it feels yeah. intentional. Yeah, it just feels so distracting. It's just like what, what, why, <laughs> why, why that? It's not even a Japanese restaurant. What's going on? I'm selling <laughs> beer and fries. I don't understand. <laughs> uh, sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> yeah, this is a Wendy's. Uh, and the MS Paint um, cashier is just chef's kiss perfection of early 2000s yep. not giving a fuck about your job. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've 100%. ever seen him. And it's and it's perfect when you get the tip jar. Uh-huh. Like, you just, you just the, the, his expression and the tip jar, like, just to the, just to the right is so funny to me. <laughs> yes. Especially yeah, like, because all of the characters look kind of like they were drawn by, like, I don't know, a 10-year-old. But, like, in a charming way, but not an intentional. Not like a, 
this is a cute animated you know movie and we're gonna make the 10 year old character draw something and it's gonna be cute it's like clumsy 10 year old it, which it's very talented 10 year old drawing it... with a mouse and ms paint in right. the early aughts <laughs> but it's pretty clumsy and in a way that's <laughs> somehow endearing i don't I like it is what I'm saying. It's bad. Well, it wouldn't but it's be bad it good. wouldn't be the same it wouldn't be the same thing without the polish though, right? Like like oh, totally. I mean if it had if it had all this polish and like the art was really good, it just wouldn't have the same charm. Uh it it would it would be it would feel completely different. Totally. I would think like how how rough around the edges it is in, in many, many different ways, including the art style, like really gives it its charm. Yeah. You're that's willing part you're of willing magic. to forgive it some some weird controlled decisions, uh, because it's like, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this person spent a lot of time in MS Paint drawing <laughs> these 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 characters. And it was kind of part of the game maker scene at the time. Like, yes, I did spend a fair amount of time there because, uh, surprise, surprise, I ended up being a game developer even before I figured out I wanted to be doing that as a hobby. But, like, the entire scene for Game Maker at the time was very much... Uh, hey, we're all trying out these weird and crazy things, and some people had more art skill, and it showed in their games, but their mm. games tended to be a lot simpler because their skill wasn't in the coding portions. And then you would have games like Orno Ryomi 2, where they're a blast, but the artwork is... Um, programmer artwork let's say. Right. Um, <laughs> it looks like it I drew it. <laughs> yeah. Which... Let me tell you, there is actually artwork that we have that is something that Tom drew for a game that we were designing at the time that we were playing Ordo Ryomi. So, That's yeah, true. can confirm his artwork does look like this. <laughs> <laughs> I resent and also resemble that remark. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Ordo Ryomi is such a fun game, and even their commercial versions that they came out with for cook serve delicious one two three and upcoming forever do have polish to it but it still keeps the card look to them for lack of a better phrase like everything feels like it's a drawing on a popsicle stick bouncing which (laughs) is kind of fun i don't know it just feels that way to me and i absolutely adore that as a way of making your game feel better without actually putting a huge amount of additional artwork effort into it so like two huge thumbs up of you leveraging what you got which in this case is probably more coding skill than artwork skill but yeah that's just my two cents that's totally the charm of it i i it's like devin said if if the artwork was really good the game would feel different i i when we first started playing this, I still have a memory of this when, when you showed me Orno Ryomi the first time. And, of course, a first impression of a game is really important, right? Mm-hmm. And when you fired it up and I saw that artwork, I was like, what the hell are you showing me? <laughs> like, there's no way that this game is going to be good. Look at that drawing. Wow, that's bad, dude. And then we started playing it. And I think the unexpected fun that I had playing it and the total subversion of my first impression is part of why I fell in love. (laughs) I mean, perfectly fair. Like, it is very hard to look at if you're used to having games look better than refrigerator artwork. (laughs) It's it's kind of like a pug, you know? You see a pug (laughs) and you're like, my God, what is that thing? 
Like the first time. I'm not saying like most people know what it looks like. But when you were a kid, surely you saw a pug for the first time and your reaction was not, aw. It was like, holy hell, what happened to your dog? <laughs> but then it slowly goes from that point to like, pugs are the cutest dogs on the planet. <laughs> You're the most adorable abomination ever. <laughs> that's, that's what Orno Ryomi is. It's like you see the artwork and you're like, aw, memories. <laughs> At least that's me. I don't think people are going to be like, ah, oh, memories if they haven't played the game. Just saying. <laughs> Look, man, you got to make memories to have memories, all right? Maybe <laughs> not the first day they do it, but it's going to happen after they play it. <laughs> it does certainly it does certainly evoke, you know, the early aughts, right? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> there's something about it, even if you haven't played it before, you just look at it and you go, oh, yeah, like, I remember stuff like this being around all the time yep. when I was in, you know, high school and stuff. Yeah, it was a wild time in indie game design, for sure. Like, oh, yeah. Game Maker opened up a huge, like, opportunity for people that wanted to design games but didn't necessarily want to do the low-level coding that was required at the time, like... Yeah. yeah, technically you could build a game, but you'd have to know C, C++, Java, and build everything from scratch from there. And then Game Maker kind of was already there, but kind of developed a little bit more. And then we had an explosion of weird games like Orno Ryomi come out, and I think the world is a better place for it. Oh, yeah. I actually so. think Orno Ryomi very well may be the first indie game I ever played in my entire life. Really? I think so. I can't think of anything earlier than that. Oh, that's sad. Like, I, I remember playing a lot of um, smaller games online at the time, but this was the one that I kept coming back to because it's just so damn weird and so damn enjoyable. So Orno Ryomi, the first one, had artwork from the Orno Ryori game and didn't include other tasks that you could do, like... Orno Ryomi 2 is, in my opinion, a fuller game because they added more to the menu and they added other things to it, like um, the challenges, like Iron Chef, which I think actually uses um, the sound effect from Futurama. I own a cookie in it. So, like, it has more of a game to it. So, if you're going to try it, absolutely try Orno Ryomi 2 before going back to Orno Ryomi, in my opinion. Yeah. But this is such a fever dream of a game, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Just everything that came out of it was probably nostalgic for me in the weirdest way, because who wants to play a WarioWare game that isn't multiplayer, where you're, you're just trying to survive as long as possible with the biggest menu you can possibly get, and somehow make it through the day? Like... I guess it just hits me on a number of levels. Like, this is how work felt like when I was in high school, <laughs> sort of thing. But right. it's a great game, and it did it deserved to be turned into a full franchise. Honestly, for my opinion, and of course, this is like you know pulling back the um, nostalgia lenses, but like it does play very differently from anything else at the time oh, that yeah. I remember. When I think we tried to play Cook, Serve, Delicious, and it's Orno Ryomi 2 is distinctly different from Cook, Cook, Serve, Delicious. I, I don't know. I think that series is probably pretty good. I haven't invested a lot of time into it. 
but Orno Ryomi 2 has a simplicity and a franticness that is that makes it a little bit more special in my mind. That might also be the nostalgia speaking. I mean, fair. But yeah, I, I, I feel like hitting the minigame frenzy was just like, mm, chef's kiss perfection. Totally. You know, or no, really, too. And I could see why the developer was like, hey, I love this demo of Orno Riori and nothing's around that'll do this. I gotta make a game for it. I empathize on a very, very base level for that. Like, <laughs> there's just some games that you're like, hmm, I need more of this. But not like the whole game, but just this little, little sliver in particular that I just have to develop into a full game. Yeah. And I feel like they did a very good execution of it when they hit Orno Ryomi 2. Well, and, and the proof is in the pudding. That went from like a little idea and a hobbyist to their, I mean, they're proper developers now. So it and worked. They have, have been since, uh, let's, let's check for, uh, let's see. Yeah. I mean, they've been developing for a long time now, so you can tell it's their passion. Oh yeah. Yeah. Any other thoughts on this one in particular? Go play it. Uh, it's free. Yeah. <laughs> it's free. Uh, I'm really glad. I'm really glad that it exists and you can still find it. You know, it still is around. I feel yeah. like that's a, that's a rarity, I think, with old, you know, old media from, you know, I say old media, like, yeah, it's 20 years ago, uh, you know, the early aughts. Uh, but <laughs> it's a rarity to find things, you know, that are that old and still around and easy to access and, and use. So uh, I think that's very special. It's honestly it, one of the only games from that time period that I can just straight up install on a Windows 10 machine with no problems at all. Yeah. Which, Which is, is wild. impressive. <laughs> Which is <Yeah>. wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Uh, yeah, but I, I think that's very special that that it, it exists and, and people who didn't experience it, you know, back when, like you guys did, like you can experience it now and see. And if you like Cook, Serve, Delicious, you can see the beginnings uh, of, of that franchise, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I guess that's one of the other amazing things about it. Like they, Vertigo Gaming actually cared enough to keep this on their servers. Like mm -hmm. they didn't have to. There's not a whole lot from my early game dev period that I would really want to show to people, but like this is something on their list of games that they have in their stable of, of history, right? And they mm. absolutely are being true to the community by saying, yes, this is something that we made. It's not the greatest, but here it is still. And that's huge. Like You don't see that coming from game developers very often like yeah. once a game's out the door and you're not supporting it anymore you don't really care about what happens to it yeah and maybe this is because uh the developer i think he goes by chubigans actually had so much fun making it and it does show yeah like, yeah everything's ms paint and looks absolutely trashy but it's so like it's so well executed and yeah if this was in my stable of games i would definitely keep the availability of it but that's just me <laughs> oh yeah that's so little yeah. it's worth keeping in the on the computer just to revisit every year or two who cares right yeah and yeah or as i've been pointing out multiple times this is did develop into a full development studio and they do still make games and they're still pretty open about talking about some of the old games that they made too so like if 
you end up finding a developer like that, absolutely reach out and talk to them because I don't know many developers that don't want to talk about the games they've made. Oh yeah. And as long as they're open about it, fuck yeah. Like huge, huge thumbs up. This was one of the easier things to research as a side note because one, I lived through it. Two, the developer is pretty open about it. And three, it's still available and works on a Windows 10 machine without any sort of emulation, which is huge. That is huge. There's a lot of AAA games that I love, like, for instance, Fallout 3. Yeah, that's a nightmare to get running on a Windows 10 machine. Right? Just how they got this to be so good without doing that is a testament to the engine they were using. Oh, yeah. Honestly. (laughs) This is somewhat unrelated, but just as a fun little you know, side note about this game. Back when we first started playing this, I actually got into a fairly significant argument with my stepdad over this game because (laughs) I was playing it and I was playing it on the family computer because at the time I did not have my own. And he walked in and I was showing him, I'm like, yeah, check this game out, you know, and I'm like frantically pounding on the keyboard to do all the different commands. And Mm -hmm. my stepfather freaked out was so mad at me because he's like, you're going to break the keyboard. And (laughs) I got into like a big, big fight over the fact that he was convinced that this game was going to destroy his keyboard. And he forced me to uninstall the game off of the family computer. That's hilarious. So if that gives you some idea of how frantic you can be in this game, there you go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, And if you play it on a mechanical keyboard... And you have roommates. I'm so, <laughs> so very sorry. Uh, yeah, because, you know, mechanical keyboards can be loud. And you will be very frantically smashing those keys. Guaranteed. Oh, definitely. If you're playing it properly. <laughs> I would I would absolutely love to see somebody try not to be frantic playing this game. Seriously, though. Like, yeah. I struggled to think of how that would work. Maybe like a StarCraft competitive player might be able to do everything without like <laughs> panicking, but I, it's, it's designed to be stressful and panic inducing by design, honestly. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's a great game because like you're not doing the same thing for more than three to five seconds. It definitely feels like a WarioWare game or a um, Mario party thing, except with all the other bits chopped out, like, there's no board or anything like that you just have the list of mini games that they're popping up whether you like them or not (laughs) it's great and i think we also missed one other thing that we have to bring up if you do succeed at this game and you play it long enough you get a reward and i'm trying to remember the name of it do you remember what it was called where you get invited onto a quote-unquote tv show in the game oh i think it was um it was like a parody of Iron Chef. Yes. I don't remember it because I don't usually play that long, to, get to, <laughs> it, to be honest. like I remember As it. I said, this game gives me such hard jitters that after like three or four days of playing, I'm like, okay, I need to go to my happy place and just chill for a while. <laughs> you gave me the pieces I needed. It's Iona Kukri! <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, like the um, Futurama <laughs> reference. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's my best impression of the voice that comes up in the game. But yeah, it's fantastic. So you get invited as like a contestant on an Iron Chef show. It's pretty good. It's madness in a in a game form. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is glorious. It's true. Yeah, I mean, 
we could always talk about the uh, music in it, but I feel like we've already touched on that. It's at least fantastic. a number of ways. Yeah. I mean, in, in so far as we can talk about it, you know, seeing as it comes from a bunch of different places. Yeah. And it's like pop culture references at the time too. Like um, the Sims is mm-hmm. pretty well represented in it, at least parts of mm-hmm. it. I, totally didn't make the chicken run connection until Devin pointed it out. Yeah. I never made that connection until you pointed it out. I cannot believe it. Every time when you guys showed me the game for the first time, like when we were, you know, I was just like, man, the song is so familiar, but I couldn't figure it out. And it just was like in the back of my head, just there. And then as I was like opening up the game to play it, because we were going to talk about it and I was like, okay, let's play this a little bit. And it kept coming up. And I was like, I know that I know this. And I like, stopped playing and just sat and like brought the music into my mind that rip and it kept playing it over and over in my head and then finally it occurred to me I'm like fucking chicken run <laughs> when you I, it's I, when they're building the plane it's when they're building the plane and chicken run yes when you said that I was like that put a piece into place that has been missing in my mind for <laughs> yeah. when was this uh, yeah almost 20 years because that when it came out, I was like, man, that music is so familiar. What is that? Right? I, Chicken Run's one of my favorite movies. I have no idea how I never <laughs> made that connection until you... So, congratulations. Because as soon as you yeah. said that, I was like... <gasps> it is. <laughs> <laughs> that is what it is. Yeah, and it, had been a long, it had been a long time since I'd seen Chicken Run or listened Same. to the soundtrack. So, it was like, you know, that's it was just there, but just the, the synapses weren't connecting. But then when they finally did, it was like, oh my god, it's when they're building the plane in Chicken Run. Yep. I'm, I'm blown away that you put that together. And also so happy that you put that piece back together in my brain. Because it's been bothering me for 20 years. Every time I put the game together. Uh. Oh. Yeah, I... Well, I feel like this game just automatically puts me into a very specific mindset with the flubber stuff so yeah oh yeah that one i knew <laughs> yeah. yeah that one i was like as yeah. soon as that's which is also one of my favorite movies so like <laughs> whoever made this game good taste i'm just saying and, like there's music yeah. from the sims one of my favorite games and obviously those two pieces of music are from some of my favorite movies like i don't disagree with any of the choices he made <laughs> They are all great yes. music choices. Yeah, and the sound effects are just representative enough of what you're doing to really sell yeah. that you're doing something. Like mm-hmm. the um, a patty going on is a... And, <laughs> yep. and when you throw stuff into the uh, fryer, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. And it still makes that st- like bubbly sound, which is just evocative enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the pouring sound when you do the the beer, or the the pouring sound with the soda machine. Yeah, or the uh, tips uh, sound effect when you actually yes. get one. Yep. Yep. I don't know how to describe it. It's like a high pitched ping almost. Yeah, it's just it's yeah, it's like yeah. I mean, it sounds <laughs> like a coin falling onto some other coins. Uh, not really to me, but kind of. I could see where that comes from. Yeah. I think that's what it's meant to sound like how about that fair undoubtedly fair but yeah it doesn't really sound like it. it's, it's kind of <laughs> like how you, how do you describe the metal gear solid alert sound that's <laughs> yeah yeah very similar uh-huh when, when you say that it's like oh yeah i know what that sound is and then nobody can say it the same way right it's fucking glorious and that's how the tip sound is in this game <laughs> <laughs> yeah um any other thoughts on this game in particular? I know this is going to be a little bit of a shorter game. Oh, yeah. You because there's, I mean, 
If you play more than 15 minutes of this game, you are going to be exhausted straight yeah. up. Yeah. It's a game that you enjoy in short stints. I mean, so. I think when I got in trouble, I would I had been playing it for like four hours straight. So Jesus. How, how, how did your heart handle that, dude? I was Well, he was young. I was a teenager, yeah. Fine. <laughs> you wouldn't want to do that. You wouldn't want to do that today. No. You'd you'd want to go uh you'd want to go see a doctor uh, about that. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah, lots of memories on this one for me. Yeah. We, I guess we can wrap it up here. Um, if you have any other thoughts about this game or any other games that you think we should investigate, absolutely reach out to us in our socials or put a comment in our comment section below this. Uh, we would love to hear from you. But that being said, let's go around and do socials. Where can they find you, Devin? Well, you can occasionally find me uh, on uh, the, the Twitter at uh, at uh, M-E-R-E-W-Y-R-D, at Merrillward. Uh, I'm not usually there. I'm kind of on a socials hiatus, um, you know, for reasons. But uh, uh, you could certainly uh, find me there if, if you like. Any inquiries, uh, contact uh, Editor Chandler. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta keep you about, working. Uh, so much work. How about you, Tom? <laughs> you can find me on Instagram and YouTube as Rusty Junk Tom, um, and there I mostly focus on non-video game related things: building cars, electric bicycles, etc. So, um, if that's something that's interesting to you, then uh, you can find me there. And people can find me on various social media outlets as at JC Siron S I R R O N. Or leave a comment in the podcast comment section where you can find it at theadventuremechanics.com. We all do read the comments, even though we haven't had any yet, but we'd love to hear from you. <laughs> we theoretically um, read the comments. Th well, when we well, actually get a we... comment, you know I'm going to be spamming it. <laughs> I would certainly read the comments if I had any. Exactly. <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> Great, now I feel like I'm pressuring them. <laughs> You have to leave a comment. If you don't no. leave a comment, oh, you don't need to. So uh, help Dinkelberg. us. <laughs> okay, we're we're going off the rails again. Um, let's wrap this up before we go too far. This has been the Adventure Mechanics. I'm Chandler. I'm Devin. And I'm Tom. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. The intro and outro music are excerpts from Plinian Retro Gaming Version, royalty free. Music provided and produced by Lone Peak Music. Link in the description.